0: Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman at Home magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And firstly, I hope your cold gets better soon, Hannah. <sighs>
0: <laughs> if i'm talking through my nose nothing more annoying than that i apologize no but more
1: importantly <laughs> this week we're looking at the new releases uh, starting friday the 3rd of february 2023 some good stuff actually they include the black panther sequel wakanda forever on disney plus and helena bonham carter playing crossroads star noel gordon in the ITVX drama Nolly,
0: we'll also be meeting super-rich canine Gunther on Netflix, and welcoming back Brian Cranston's disgraced judge in Paramount Plus's drama Your Honor. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: Well, you may have seen a photograph of this on social media. Big news: Meryl Streep is joining the cast of the Disney Plus comic Who Done It? Only murders in the building for its third series. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: In Paramount Plus' reboot of classic US sitcom Frasier, Only Fools and Horses star Nicholas Lindhurst, and I do like Nicholas Lindhurst, will play Alan Cornwall, the university professor and college friend of psychiatrist Frasier Crane.
1: Good. Well, my mum always used to say she thought I looked like Rodney from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> now, we've got a pretty good selection this week, I would say, and we're going to start on Disney Plus with a feature film, which was released in the cinema. It's called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and here is a clip. His people, do not call him general or king. They called him Kukulkan,
0: the feather serpent god. Killing him
1: will risk eternal war.
0: He's coming the
1: surface world. So this is a Marvel superhero movie. Fans may recall that Black Panther was released in 2018. It was very successful and it starred Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, the superhero, aka King T'Challa. Tragically, the actor died in 2020, very young, died of cancer. So as you can imagine, Tackling a sequel was quite a delicate matter, and I think it's been done really well, really respectfully, because it starts with a lovely tribute to Chadwick. He was such a talented performer. We're picking up the action following the death of his character, and his mother, played by Angela Bassett, she's great in this, Ramonda, she is the Queen, and his sister Shuri, played by Letitia Wright, who is also really good in this. They're kind of stepping up as Wakanda faces new dangers. So I hadn't watched the original Black Panther film and based on this I definitely will be watching it because I really enjoyed this. I love all the African stuff so that the backdrop, I'm sure most people know this because so many people would have seen the original, but the backdrop is this African nation of Wakanda which is technologically hugely advanced, way beyond the rest of the planet because of this substance called vibranium, which features across the Marvel Universe in various adventures, which means they've got all sorts of amazing weapons and craft and so on. And just the whole style of the the skyscape and all the costumes and all the tech is really cleverly done. As we kick off, other nations around the world want to get their hands on this vibranium. But there's also another nation who live under the sea. There's vibranium under the sea and people are trying to get hold of that, but it belongs to this undersea nation. And you get the backstory of how originally hundreds of years ago they lived on the land, but they ended up going seeking refuge in the sea. That's really interesting, actually. I couldn't help thinking of Rick and Morty and the episode with Rick's undersea nemesis the stunts are terrific you've also got the brilliant comic actress Michaela Cole you've got Martin Freeman he plays a sort of slightly world weary CIA agent I think he was in the original film Dominique Thorne plays a young student called Riri who has designed a vibranium detector great performances in this great sets great stunts if you like the original and you're a Marvel fan, you will certainly enjoy this, and I really enjoyed the way that they paid tribute to Chadwick as well. So it's got a slightly muted tone, I think, because of that real-life backdrop of of Chadwick's death, but it's very well done, I would say. What do you think of this, Hannah? You probably, have you seen the original?
0: I haven't, actually. I haven't seen the original. I shouldn't really like this, should I? This is one that you'd say, oh, yeah, this is right up Hannah Street at all but I thought it was excellent I thought it was really well done um there was something just really sort of um wowing about it for want of a better word I thought the set was incredible um the way they sort of pulled the whole thing off as a whole was great and and, and I, I struggle with this sort of thing it's just not really for me but every part of it seemed to tick every single box and you talked about the stunts, and I was reading actually. I think it was some of your interviews and in, in your titles about the water stunts and how they how they do it and, and the fact that they were all wearing wet suits under their under their outfits and they were for twelve hours at a time, really wet. And, and it's just kind of uh, reading those interviews brought it to life even more. So for me, I I don't know if I want to I don't say ruin it because you you wouldn't ruin it watching the first one, I don't suppose. But for me, this left me liking it so I want to leave it
1: there Fair enough, we're going to move over to ITVX for our next offering it's a three part drama called Nolly and here's a clip Now remember you've resigned, this is fine this was always your plan, you've handed in your resignation because you wanted to the decision to resign is yours and yours alone
0: Gentlemen, I have been
1: sacked
0: Oh, no so much talk about this drama isn't there um namely because uh, Helena Bonham Carter takes the starring role and, and an interesting person to cast in a way well, I, I say interesting I mean brilliant um but the fact that she wanted to do it and it as you say it's three parts and um it's all based around the ITV soap crossroads who'd have thought it um 1981 um is when it became embroiled in this kind of very big Ferrari. Uh, it was a real life Ferrari, and and this is what this three-part drama brings to life um so noelle gordon was the, the the leading lady um she was sacked this is this is kind of the, the factual part of this um it's based on truth obviously and this is her story and 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 she is paid by Helena Bonham Carter and I mean I don't think anybody can not know the kind of um the strength of character and the passion that someone like Helena brings to the party and in fact um we interviewed her just a week or so ago and she loved every minute of it. She she researched so much that she feels that she knew every single part of this. She almost was this person. She was living and breathing. There was nothing else she couldn't know because she wanted to do this justice. So this has been written by Russell T. Davis, who I suppose Vision has come to life with Helena in, in the main role. And she was dismissed. She's a really sort of um, big, bold character. And as I say, I don't, I don't remember Crossroads as it was, but anyone that does, they'll this will probably re- they'll relate to it even more. She was sacked, and it was how she faced her life after that. And I think Helena plays the role really well. That they, they they've recreated the set of Crossroads um, right down to the finest detail too. Um, from what I can understand, from the interview with Helena. It sounds like a lot of the cast weren't treated brilliantly well, um, but it was hugely popular at the time. It really, really was. And then her being sacked, you know, she was in crisis. The show was in crisis. And then you see her journey. So for me, this is right up my street. I'm a massive fan of Helena and actually... All the people around her on this are excellent, too, even though, of course, she kind of is the one that, that you automatically, like I have, spoken about. But as I say, I, I don't remember Crossroads as it was, but I know it was iconic. And this really absolutely brings it brings it to life. And I think everybody that worked on this um, wanted to make sure that they did the show justice. I don't know what you thought of it, Ian.
1: I really enjoyed it. Anything from Russell T. Davis, you know it's going to be quality. He's done so much good stuff for TV. Interesting casting for Bonham Carter. She's getting different roles now, isn't she? Because she started out doing the period dramas, the Merchant Ivory stuff. Then she tended to get cast in slightly kind of kooky roles I guess but now she's done Princess Margaret she's doing now she's doing Noel Gordon she's really good in this uh, I must say I do vaguely remember Crossroads and it was almost like a byword for creaky sets and low production values <laughs> I remember theme tune as well so there's l- much to recommend this but um, I'm very much I watched episode one I'm very much looking forward to seeing Mark Gattis play Larry Grayson I mean that's going to be great and also you've got Con O'Neill, who plays Neil in Happy Valley, you know, and uh, he is the Crossroads producer. And it's interesting because it starts while while Noel is still in the show, and, and she is clearly a bit of a diva. She basically changes the script, she bosses the producers around, she's slightly bullying towards this new actress who's joined the cast. So, yeah, I loved episode one. Uh, the period detail is, is great, and uh, can't wait to see the rest. Over on Netflix, this is slightly odd, but in a good way. It's a new four-part documentary series called Gunther's Millions. And here's a clip.
0: What would you think if I told you a story about a very wealthy countess? When she died, she gave everything to her dog, Gunther. You're talking about a dog that's worth $400 million. Oh, it's a true story.
1: So this actually arrived on Wednesday, the 1st of February, (laughs) and the Gunther of the title is a German shepherd dog who inherited an estate worth $400 million, Hannah. Yeah, true story. So Gunther was owned by Carlotta Liebenstein, who was a German countess, who her son actually committed suicide and when she died she didn't have any family so she left all of her estate in trust to gunter the dog and it, it's subsequently been inherited by gunter the second II, gunter the third gunter the fourth so this tells the story of how this came about but it's really mostly about the people who managed the money and also who are employed by Gunther's sort of trust, if you like. As you can imagine, some of them are quite odd. So the main man is this Italian guy who holds the purse strings and just quite weird stuff happened. So there were certain stipulations in in the will. One of them is they put together this music group for Gunther the dog who release a single and an album, which are absolutely dreadful. And then they get this group of young, very attractive people to live in Gunter's house. I mean, he owns owns houses, I think one in Tuscany. He bought Madonna's house in Miami. He's got a private plane. He's got a luxury yacht. (laughs) And at the end of episode, I've only watched episode one, but at the end of episode one, it kind of teases that, I don't know, this weird setup is going to turn into some kind of bizarre sex cult I don't know if that will, it will transpire, but that's certainly what they're teasing. I kind of feel, as with a lot of these Netflix documentary series, you feel the material has been overstretched somewhat. I mean, this is a four parter, so it's long enough, but it's a truly bizarre story. And I would say, I'd say worth a watch. What do you think, Hannah?
0: Isn't it weird? <laughs> I mean, it's just so strange. I, I mean, I it's just it, it's just a bizarre premise but actually one that's absolutely fascinating and had me completely fascinated from beginning to end because the idea that you know that much money is being minded for an animal and this sort of like ridiculously amazing lifestyle but I mean, it's kind of just weirdly wonderful isn't it and and just a real stops you in your tracks and thinks yeah this this is actually happening yeah
1: <laughs> And who's riding the gravy train?
0: Exactly.
1: Meanwhile, on Paramount+, Plus, Hannah, you're going to tell us about the return of the drama series, Your Honour. But first, here's a clip.
0: Michael, I am offering you a chance to atone
1: for what you have done to help eradicate an entire criminal
0: organisation for good.
1: What exactly are you asking me to do?
0: So I'll be talking about this later, but I ha- I actually hadn't watched the full season one, and 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 you kind of need to I think to really understand this, um, uh, because it's it's really gritty, and you just can't really catch up unless you sat there and kind of read the whole backstory on it. A New Orleans Judge, um, that's Michael Tessiato, is played by Brian Cranston, and he sort of unrecognisable really in in this season uh, i think because he's kind of had to completely let himself go because of the situation but he is an upstanding citizen you know he's he's a judge and um he goes to great lengths to cover up his teenage son's hit and run um but they're actually dealing with a you know a notorious mob and it, it becomes all very awful it's all uncovered and season two sees him um in jail and you see his life after this so it's a completely disparate to the first one um where as i say he's but i think he's barely recognisable um actually he's lost loads of weight and his hair's really long and he just looks really really unkempt and it, it's 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 the story after the mar- after all of this as his life just kind of the wheels have come off of his life it's quite interesting because i first of all i thought how on earth can this you know be as good Um, certainly how could it be any better than season one because for me when I watched it I I don't know if you thought this in but it was it's so gritty you're like in every step of the way you almost want even though what he's doing is wrong you kind of want him to get away with it um because it's really kind of how far you would go for someone um for someone that you love and he and he was go literally go to the end of the earth and, and, and ends himself up in prison and um and this and this and this is where this starts and 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 how he can try and get out of prison, what they can do about it um and of course th- this gang this mob um that are still very much um alive and well and Continuing, um, and whether he can do a deal to shut them down, but of course his his hands have been burnt badly already. So, I actually think it absolutely lived up to the first season. I still think it. I think it was very gritty. It's a huge drama in there. I mean, it's it's absolutely action packed, and again, really something that I wouldn't have necessarily a thought i'd particularly like but it it consumes you almost immediately and as with a lot of these things kind of um brings around emotions that you think well, like i shouldn't really be wanting this person to get away with i shouldn't want you know they should they have should pay for that you know what they've done but you don't in this and and, and, and i thought it was really really good
1: i agree it's a great vehicle for cranston who of course was the star of breaking bad but it's not all about his character. There's plenty of other stuff going on. And and as you say, we join him in prison where basically he just wants to die. And there's this amazing Mm. scene actually at something called a prison rodeo, which I've never come across before, where they've got things like, um, putting a load of convicts in, in a, in a bull ring, uh, playing poker at a table and then the bull is charging at them. And, um, Cranston just wants to die anyway. He's on hunger strike. He's having to be fed by a tube. But then we flash back to see what kind of sent him down this road. And and, and series one ended on his character's son, Adam, by accident being shot by this young mob member. And it's kind of turned into a tit-for-tat revenge thriller between two different gangs. And the big news in this one is Rosie Perez, the fantastic Rosie Perez. She, well, lots of people are coming to prison to kind of bug him and he's not interested, but she comes, she's an assistant US attorney and she says, I'll get you out. If you bring down the Baxter family, if you help me and the Baxter family, it was their son who was, who was the victim of the hit and run. So yeah, it's, it's a really good crime drama. I love it. And, and Cranston is great in it. and, Apparently, we're going to see an actor, a well-known actor from Breaking Bad is going to make an appearance. But I don't know who it is. So I look forward to finding out. We've got to that point, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on while nursing your cold. So, yeah, what have you been watching?
0: Well, I binge watched the first season of Your Honour. So that's the best thing. Um, but also Love Island's on and I've got to watch that sometimes, don't I? I don't actually particularly love it, but I have been binging on it. Okay,
1: well, I went to the movies to watch Steven Spielberg's Meet the Fablemans and on BBC iPlayer, a very good music documentary, which I recommend, Fight the Power, How Hip Hop Changed the World, which is presented by Chuck D from Public Enemy, but features lots of other hip hop artists as well. And it's kind of set against the context of of race relations in America fascinating viewing we've just got time to look ahead to what we're talking about next week so what's on the agenda Brenda
0: and we're going up country as Clarkson's farm returns to plough a new furrow on Prime Video
1: and Ghosts actor Charlotte Ritchie joins the cast of You in season 4 of the twisted Netflix thriller look forward to that and more but in the meantime
0: (laughs) Watching